0: Welcome to the Live Move Feel podcast. I'm your host Gemma Aitken. I'm an exercise physiologist with close to 15 years experience and movement is my cup of tea. Now we know that there's a strong link between movement, mindset and lifestyle. So I hope this podcast will leave you with a few takeaways that allows you to live your life to the fullest. So put your earbuds in, get moving and I hope you enjoy this episode. Oh. right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Live, Move, Feel podcast. Now, in today's episode, I'm wanting to look at what the best time to train really is. Now, this is a question that I have actually been asked quite a bit over the last few weeks, which is why I thought it would be worth jumping on here and having more of a chat about it in some detail. So I think, um, you know, what most of us want to know, we want to know what the best training program is, we want to know what the best diet is, um, the best supplements to take, and very few of us actually. Actually understand the value of training at the right time in order to maximize your results. Now, before I go too much further, I am just going to preface this episode by saying at the end of the day, um, if someone comes in and they ask me what the best time to train is, I'm generally going to say whenever you can get it done right? Whenever you can fit it into your schedule, whenever works best for you. So if you're not an elite athlete and you're just looking to move your body, perhaps you're a busy mum or dad, then the best time to train is literally whenever you can get it done. Okay. So there's just no point in forcing yourself to train in the morning, for example, if you absolutely hate every second of it, or if it's going to turn your life upside down, trying to make it work. So i more than anything, and I say this all the time, more than anything guys, movement, training, exercise, it should be enjoyable. And I would rather you do something than nothing and at a time that is going to work best for you. So it's the, if it's the difference between you moving your body or not moving at all, choose a time that works best um, and just get it done. But now this is a really big but. If you have the luxury of being able to pick and choose when you train um, and if you're really looking at gaining an edge and focusing on those one percenters then the time of day we can train can actually have quite a significant impact on several things so this can um, the time of train day that we train can impact our sleep quality. It can also impact our ability to recover, and it can also influence our ability to gain muscle and lose fat. Okay, now all of these factors actually come down to the hormone cortisol. All right, so you're probably starting to wonder, um, what does cortisol have with the best time to train? Now, we what we actually know is that training can have a really strong impact on our cortisol levels, and training at certain times can cause our cortisol levels to spike um, when we're actually wanting or needing them to stay really low. So what I'm going to do in this episode, I'm just going to start with a bit of a background on cortisol, what it is, what it does, how it's generated, um, what role it has um, in our body. And then we can apply that to when the best time of, tr- of day to train is actually going to be. Okay, now, what do we know about cortisol? So guys, if you don't know, cortisol is a hormone. And this is a hormone that is mainly released at times of stress. So I like to think of cortisol as our natural built in alarm system. Okay, so it's our main stress hormone. Now it's actually made by our adrenal glands. So these are those little triangle shaped organs that sit near the top of our kidneys. And it's Got a role in many, many functions in our body. Okay, so having the right cortisol balance is going to be essential for our health, and we can actually start to have problems if we produce too much or too little cortisol. Okay, so let's look at the role um, that cortisol actually plays in our body beyond being that natural stress hormone. So, what we know. Cortisol actually manages how our body uh, uses fats and carbohydrates and protein, okay? So cortisol actually helps us to access our stored energy, and you guys know that we store our energy in the form of um, primarily either carbohydrates, so that glucose, and we store glucose in our, a tiny, tiny little bit in our kidneys. We have blood glucose, so some carbohydrate that is stored in our our blood. We have muscle um, glucose. Muscle glycogen, sorry. So carbohydrate that's stored in our muscles. And there's also a little bit in the brain. Okay. So when we, um, for example, are training, we need our cortisol to spike. So we need those cortisol levels to go up to help us access that stored energy so that we've got energy to train and move and perform at our best. So that's one important thing that cortisol does. Um, The other things that cortisol does, it helps keep inflammation down and it can also help regulate our blood pressure. Okay. Now, whether you know it or not, cortisol actually also controls our sleep-wake cycle. Um, So this is referred to as our natural cortisol circadian rhythm. And I'll go into that in a little bit more detail later on. But there are various times throughout the day when our cortisol will naturally spike and also when it will naturally start to drop. And that has a role in um, keeping us alert, keeping us awake, or actually starting to wind us down before bed. Okay. And the other thing that cortisol does, it's going to boost our energy okay, so that we can handle stress and then it also helps to restore balance after that stress has passed. So um, you might be familiar with the fight or flight response. So that's our natural healthy response to a perceived threat. Um, And this is where cortisol comes into place. The amount of cortisol that's produced is going to be really highly regulated around those stressful times. Okay, And then it's also going to be restored afterwards to keep that natural balance. All right. So a few other um, things that we know about cortisol. So hopefully you're starting to perhaps get an idea as to um, why it can have an impact on the best time to train, best time of day to train. So in terms of cortisol, as I just touched on, its main function is actually to mobilize um, stored energy when we're facing a stressful situation. Now, what we need to remember here and how this links into training and time of day around training, training is a stressor, guys. So we have good stresses and we have bad stresses, um, but either way, training is gonna be a physical stress on the body. So when we're training, because we need to access stored energy, our cortisol levels are going to go up. okay? Because our, our body is perceiving that training to be a stressor, our cortisol levels are going to go up. all right. So cortisol levels also increase when our level of anxiety increases. So this is why psychological stress as well as physical stress um, can actually increase or have an impact on our cortisol levels. All right. So the other things we know about cortisol, it's actually um, increases the production of our antidiuretic hormone. So we know guys, an antidiuretic means we're going to start to hold fluid. So what this does as our cortisol levels are up, our antidiuretic hormone is also increased, and this is going to increase water retention. Okay, so we know when we're holding water, and you guys have probably had, you know, a really big night out. You've eaten foods that perhaps are a little bit saltier than normal. They contain a higher level of sodium, um, and then we're going to be storing a little bit more to, more water with that as well. We might have had a late night. Um, our perceived stress levels are a little bit up. Cortisol is going to increase in line with that. So when our antidiuretic hormone has increased as well. We're going to look a little bit softer. We're going to look perhaps a little bit puffier or fluffier, if you like to use those words, than we normally would. Okay, so that's another way that cortisol can impact perhaps your aesthetic goals. Now, I touched on briefly how um, we have a, what we call a natural or a normal cortisol circadian rhythm. Okay, so what this rhythm does it actually helps control our cortisol levels during the day. So in the morning, our cortisol levels are actually going to be quite high. So they're going to be spiked. So this is almost when you can wake up without an alarm clock. And it's the cortisol spike that helps to wake us up. Okay. Now, of an evening, our cortisol levels are actually going to start to drop. Okay. So the morning elevation in cortisol is that ignition almost that gets the car started and having your lower cortisol levels at night allows you to start to wind down and also kick starts your recovery in okay, case so that we're starting to recover properly. Now, if our cortisol levels are high at night, when you're wanting to go to bed, it's obviously, obviously going to be much harder to fall asleep. And even when you do, what we know is that sleep can actually be a lot less restorative, okay? So it can have a negative impact on the quality of our sleep. Now, if you are constantly functioning with high cortisol levels before you go to bed, you can eventually impact that natural cortisol circadian rhythm. So this is where it can become quite hard to spike your cortisol in the morning. So as a result, it's harder for you to get up. It's harder for you to get going of a morning. Um, And it might feel that, you know, you need 30, 45 minutes to get yourself moving. And then you're perhaps someone who is also then relying upon coffee as a bit of a crutch or a bit of a kickstart to get you going of a morning. Okay. So there's some of the Um, the roles that cortisol has in the body and how they can um, impact our, our energy levels, our sleep weight cycle and how they fluctuate during the day. So let's now apply this to the best time to train. If we're going to get scientific and knowing what we know from what I've just covered, then the best time to train guys is going to be as close as possible to that natural spike in cortisol. Okay, so for all the early birds out there, this means training in the morning, all right? Remember that the natural cortisol circadian rhythm has cortisol spikes, so it comes up in the morning and it starts to drop off in the evening. So what do we know about training? We know that training spikes cortisol. OK, so if you train in the morning and your cortisol is already naturally high, you're getting a natural cortisol spike from your workout. At least this is at a time when your cortisol is already naturally elevated. OK, now, if you train in the evening, what we're doing here, we're going against the natural Um, circadian cortisol rhythm. So we are spiking our cortisol levels by training of an evening when we're actually wanting them to get lower to start to help that recovery and restorative phase. Okay. So over time, this can actually have quite a long-term negative impact on our testosterone, our thyroid levels. And it's also going to make you harder to recover from your workouts. And it can have a negative impact on your energy throughout the day. So what I need you to understand here is that it's not the act of training late that's a problem. It's the fact that with training, cortisol is going to increase. Okay, And that is just happening at the wrong time of day if you're training late of an afternoon or late of an evening. Okay, So it's also been found that the best time to train, interestingly enough, when it comes to performance, are 3 and 11 hours after waking up. So this was actually found by a study that was performed in Russia, and it was performed with a team of Olympic lifters. So what they actually did in this study, they tested grip strength at every hour upon waking to see the fluctuations. They're looking at whether that grip strength increased or decreased. And what they found, they found that grip strength had a peak at both three hours and also at 11 hours after waking up. Okay. So if we take those particular times and we also take the information that we know about our cortisol rhythm, then it means the best time to train is one that is going to combine your best hormonal and neurological response. And that's going to be around two to three hours after waking up. So if you're someone who, you know, wakes up at around 5.30 a.m., then training around 7.30, 8.30 um, is probably going to give you your optimal um Hormonal and neurological response, and then therefore also give you an optimal training and performance response. So, yes, okay, I get it. It is not always completely practical to wake up, wait two to three hours, and then train. I'm just giving you this information so that if you have the opportunity to manipulate it and make it work for you, then you can do that. Okay. Um, It might require changing some habits, but. If you can create those new habits where you're getting up a little bit earlier, you're training when we, or close to when you first wake up, we're going to be taking advantage of that natural cortisol spike. Okay, so best time of day to train is going to be around that two to three hours after we wake. All right, now, what is the worst time to train? And hopefully you've got the answer to this already, but the worst time to train is going to be at a time that goes against the natural cortisol circadian rhythm. So we should have low, or we should be trying to bring cortisol levels down in the evening. So training in the evening and training really close to bed is probably not going to be uh, optimal in terms of supporting your natural cortisol levels, supporting good sleep quality and encouraging that recovery and restorative phase when you do get to sleep. So I think the worst time to train is probably within two to three hours of going to bed. Okay, Now, what we do know around this, when it comes to to bad times to train, as I said at the very start, I would rather you move your body than not move at all. And if you're perhaps you're a mum or you're a dad you get the kids up early you get yourself to work you come home um you wind down you put the kids to bed and then it's your time to train if that's the only time you have to move um then go ahead and move okay and what I will look at a little bit Later towards the end of this episode are some of the strategies we can actually use to help bring cortisol back down if you don't have any other option than training of an evening. But generally, guys, anything past 6 p.m. of an evening is just not going to be an optimal time to train. So the closer your workout is to your bedtime, the worse or the the more of a a negative impact it's going to have um, on your, your sleep quality, it's going to have a negative impact on your cortisol levels. Um... Afternoon training can be okay, so anything sort of up to 6 p.m., but it's just understand it is not going to be as optimal or as ideal as capturing that natural cortisol spike of a morning and training of a morning. Okay. Yes, you can absolutely still get decent results. um, If you train of an evening, particularly if you start to implement some of the strategies that I'll cover to help lower cortisol levels after your training, if you're going to be training of an afternoon or evening. Okay. So that, I think, gives you a bit of an idea as to when and why there are good, better, not so good times of the day to train. So who is going to get the biggest negative impact of training late? Okay, Now, remember, it's not the act of training late that's the problem. It's the elevation of the cortisol levels at the wrong time that can have that negative impact on our natural cortisol circadian rhythm. So knowing this... Um, some people might actually be able to get away with training late, while others might actually see um, quite a negative impact over time. So the better someone is at handling stress, remember cortisol is linked to um, stress, it's our stress hormone, the better someone is at handling stress, then the more they'll probably be able to handle training late and still feel okay and still get acceptable results. Like it might not be optimal, but they can do it um, and they're still going to be happy. They're still going to have good energy. Their sleep quality is probably not going to be impacted too much. Now, those of us, then this is more like me, but those of us who perhaps are more naturally uh, anxious when we're faced with stresses, we're going to have an enhanced response then to any form of stress. And this includes training. So if we're a naturally more sort of highly strong, naturally more anxious person, then if we're coming into a workout or a training session late in the day, and we already have naturally elevated cortisol levels from, you know, dealing with our day, then we're going to be overproducing cortisol even more during that training session. Okay. And on top of all this, it is going to be even harder for us. So those people who are naturally, you know, a little bit more stressed, a little bit more highly strung, it is going to be harder for us to bring those cortisol levels back down when we do get back home after our training session. So These people are generally going to find it much harder than to wind down, much harder to naturally bring our cortisol levels down, and it can really have a negative impact on energy, sleep quality, ability to recover, muscle gain, all of those sorts of things that generally we're going to be training for. Okay, so they're the sort of yes some people can get away with um training late other people if you're like me as i said a little bit more highly strung a little bit of a a natural stress head we're probably not going to have the same benefits um of training late we're going to find it a lot harder to recover and longer term those negative impacts impacts can be more pronounced okay so There are other benefits of morning training as well. Once we get used to it, if you're able to create that habit of getting up a little bit earlier, it's also going to be great for neurological performance. And we touched on that with the grip strength test um, where they looked at grip strength and how that can fluctuate during the day. So much better performance two or three hours after waking. Um, And the right amount of training is also going to increase dopamine levels. So This is going to make us feel more positive, more confident, more focused, more motivated. Um, And if we can get that dopamine spike of a morning, generally it's going to have quite a positive impact on the rest of our day. Okay. Um, Early morning training is also going to increase adrenaline, which is going to give us that energy and that drive. And of an evening, we're kind of wanting our energy to start to wind down, not spike up. Okay. So the right amount of training in the morning, it can really do wonders for mental and physical performance um and that will span across the rest of the day and we know movement particularly early morning movement can also be a really good mood enhancer so personally i know i feel a whole lot better i feel like a different person on the days when i train of a morning um you know and if i miss that session i do know that it can have quite a a negative impact on my mood my focus uh, my energy levels and my productivity during the day so there are some of the other benefits of morning training. Now, I can almost hear some of you in the background there going, what if I just can't train early? I'm not an early morning person. My schedule, my routine, my family life, it just doesn't allow me to train every morning. Are you going to be doomed? Uh, no, you're not. I promise you're really not. Um, training ladies, is never going to be optional. But as I said, Training at some stage or moving your body at some stage is going to be a whole lot better than not moving any, not moving your body at all. Okay, now if you are training of a night, if it's the only time you can get it in, or for whatever reason it is just the optimal time for you to train, then there are some strategies you can use to actually help um, bring your cortisol levels back down. Okay, after your session, so. What we know, if you're gonna train of an evening, have a source of rapid um, energy or really easily absorbable carbohydrate before your workout. So liquid carbs tend to be better, um, but even something simple like a banana, rice cakes and honey. So what this does, it's gonna, remember ring the function of cortisol when we're training is to mobilize and access that stored energy. So if we've already got a really easily accessible form of energy available to us, Um, then we're not going to need as much cortisol to access the stored energy, perhaps in the form of muscle glycogen. Okay, so cortisol isn't going to have to get as high because it's not going to have to get in and mobilize and break down our stored energy sources because we've given it a really quick, easily accessible, easily absorbed form of carbohydrate in our pre-workout snack. Okay, really important, guys, if you're training of an afternoon. The other thing some people use is glycine. Okay, and five to 10 grams of glycine post-workout and before bed. And glycine works because it's a neural inhibitor. So what that does, it can actually help us to relax and it can help us to lower the cortisol response. Okay, so this can be something that that people find really helpful to get to sleep after a later workout. And the other thing we can do if we're going to be training of an evening is make sure we're having some form of good quality carbohydrate before bed okay so including carbohydrate in our evening meal and please do not even start with the you know carbohydrates after 6 p.m turn to fat they don't okay having carbohydrates in the evening is actually going to help raise serotonin okay that's the relaxation hormone and if we can bring up serotonin we're also going to lower our cortisol level All right. So if you are an evening trainer, I'm just going to recap on some of these things you can do. Have a really easily accessible source of energy before your workout. Okay. It means we're not going to need to release as much cortisol to access energy that has been stored during the day because your body has something quick and easy to go on right now. All right. Post-workout, perhaps before bed, some people find using glycine, just 5 to 10 grams, is going to um, help them relax and get to sleep by lowering our cortisol response, so it's a neural inhibitor. And the last one, guys, have carbs in the evening, okay? No, you won't get fat, but it will help to raise your serotonin, which will help you relax, and it will help bring cortisol down so that you can get to sleep a little bit more easily, and hopefully the quality of that sleep is also going to be a lot better. All right. So, in conclusion, what do we know? Training early, if you have the opportunity to do so, is always going to be um, superior in terms of hormone function, neurological, and performance-based response than training later in the day. Okay, and you can build habits. You can change your morning routine that allows you to eventually become more of a morning, more of a morning person okay so training early is going to give you a healthier more normal hormone cycle and generally it's going to leave you feeling better for the rest of the day in terms of um, energy levels focus mindset and things like that now training in the evening no it's not optimal and the closer to your bedtime it is the worse it's going to be in terms of the negative effects that it can have but as i said you can if it's the only time of day you can train you go for it, but start to take into consideration some of those strategies that I just went into to help decrease the negative impact that it can have. Um, you know, and if it's the only time of day you can train, go for it, get your body moving. Now, I know, um, you know, a lot of you out there perhaps aren't morning people, and there's plenty of arguments against morning training, but from a physiological perspective, it can um, definitely be more optimal than training later in the day. So you can you know, certainly work to change um, your sleep habits. You can certainly work to change the time of day upon which you wake up. Um, and those things can just be chipped away at over time. I'm not going to go into detail on those in this particular episode. But guys, I hope you found that interesting. Um, and I hope there are a few things there, practical things that you can take away Um, and perhaps factor into your daily routine, your morning routine, Um, you might start to trial training early or training earlier um, during the day, particularly if you're someone who has trouble sleeping or winding down of an evening. As I said, go back and look at the type of person you are. So we sort of have two types of people, generally people who are a little bit more relaxed naturally. And as I said, if you're like me, people who, you know, are naturally you know, higher stresses, a little bit more anxious, a little bit more wound up and find it much harder to wind down. So if you are one of those people, definitely try training of a morning um, and just see what sort of impact that has over time, perhaps on your sleep quality, your ability to wind down and relax of an evening um, and your performance levels over time as well. So, guys, on that note, I'm going to leave it there. As always, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you'd like to take a screenshot of it, um, please do pop it up on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Gemma Lee underscore XBiz and hashtag the Live, Move, Feel podcast. But until next week, put your earbuds in, keep moving, guys, and I'll be back with another episode soon.